0: Fab Lab Podcast, Episode 77, Judge and Jury. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab podcast. I am your host, Aaron Crowley, coming to you today with my co-host, Procrastination. (laughs) Oh, you thought it was going to be Wes Rice. Well, it would have been. But last week, we shot for Wednesday and I said, no, it's got to be Thursday. We shot for Thursday. I said, Wes, it's got to be Friday. We got to Friday and it was out of the question. Uh, Now, it wasn't just true procrastination. The fact is, I I do a fair amount of speaking, some of it in the stone industry, and quite frankly, more of it outside of the stone industry. And in the span of two weeks, actually, I think it was 15 days, I spoke six different times. And honestly, the preparation, getting ready for those, the appointments, the actual delivery of those took so much out of me. I just simply did not have the bandwidth making up for it at work. I just could not do it all. And so last week we missed an episode, but I want you to know that I am absolutely unconditionally committed to producing an episode every week, even if we have to make up a week like we're doing this week. And so I'm glad that you tuned in. I'm glad that you joined me. I'm here all alone in my home studio, my home office, going to follow this series, going to continue on our topic of sales. Now, in the last episode, we discussed following up and not prejudging whether or not a potential client is capable, is willing, or is able or likely to actually buy. Because when we do that, sometimes we might prejudge a client and we might convince ourselves that following up just isn't worth it. We already know in our gut, this one's never going to close. Fact is, if we operate by that gut instinct... Without a system, without a systematic approach that we never deviate from, the fact is we're going to misjudge some clients, which means we're going to miss some sales. We can't afford to do that. And in that conversation that Wes and I had last time, Wes brought up an interesting question. He posed you know, three questions. Potential prospects, a rich guy, an average guy, and a poor guy's house, which one do you follow up on? And our conclusion was, you follow up on every single solitary lead that you have quoted. And then Wes made a little comment. You may or may not have picked up on it, but he said, so long as those are qualified leads— you follow up on every one. And as soon as he mentioned that in that episode, I thought that's another topic we've got to deal with. And so kind of like the Star Wars series where, you know, they're completely out of order and you're starting at the end and then going back and telling the beginning of the story. We're going to do the same thing here. In reality, sales follows a very systematic. It's a sequence. It's got to be done in order. First, you generate the lead. Then you qualify the prospect. Then you do a presentation. Then you do a quote. And then you follow up. Well, in this case, we're doing it all out of order. And today, we're going to talk about how to qualify so that when you get to the point where you've generated a quote and you're ready to follow up, you know because you pre-qualified that prospect before you'd meant... Before you went to the effort of scheduling an appointment, conducting a sales presentation, producing a quote, and then following up. So today, we're going to talk about judging. In the last episode, we said we don't judge. In this episode, we're absolutely going to have to judge. Because if we pursue every single solitary prospect that picks up the phone and calls and asks for a quote or winds up in our showroom some of those are not going to be qualified. Some of those are able to be screened and identified as prospects that are just not a good fit for our companies based on the primary and secondary target customers that we have for our business. And so we're going to get into that today, spend a little bit of time talking about how to qualify prospects so that you drastically increase the likelihood that you close those sales when you quote them and then follow up. But before we do, want to mention a word from our sponsor, fabricatorsfriend.com. Now, Fellow stone shop owner, I want you to walk outside, pause the podcast, poke your head outside the door, and look out into your shop. If you see bright blue thousand denier Cordura aprons, jackets, and sleeves on your fabricators and finishers and machine operators out there in your shop, good job. Fabricator, if you don't see that, you need to check out FabricatorsFriend.com because FabricatorsFriend.com produces the highest quality custom stone fabrication gear available in the industry. Designed in a stone shop, tested in a stone shop, proven by thousands and thousands and thousands of stone shops that it is the best quality product you can possibly buy. It's kind of expensive, But in the long run, it's inexpensive because these products just last. So if your crew doesn't have bright blue aprons, jackets, and sleeves on right now, you need to check out fabricatorsfriend.com and get them some. So now back to our topic. Now, in the last episode, we talked about not prejudging. In this episode, we're going to talk about judging. In fact, fellow fabricator, we've got to become the judge and jury in advance because the act of quoting a job, of conducting a sales presentation, getting it into the system, and then following up on it, it is time-consuming and expensive. And the fact is, not every customer that winds up in our showroom or picks up the phone and calls us for a quote is necessary, likely to buy. And we can actually develop a series of questions that are carefully crafted to respectfully elicit from the prospect. What type of customer they happen to be, and that's something that we found in our business that had a dramatic impact on our sales department. Years ago, I had to let a sales manager go, and then as soon as I let him go, one of his crack salesperson, one of his crack salespeople quit. I found myself all alone in our sales office with an estimator and an office manager, and um, we were scrambling to trying to figure out how to continue to sell jobs. And so my estimator and my office manager started scheduling appointments and I was winding up on these job sites going, wow, after talking to the customer, it became really clear, wasn't necessarily the house, wasn't necessarily the attire or the cars in the driveway, it was the conversation that I wound up having in those appointments that I realized, this customer is not a good fit for us. This customer is not likely to buy from us. This customer is looking for something that we don't provide. Really interestingly, we got to work on that, and in a very short period of time, we developed a screening process. We called it a qualifying script that we began to use. Actually, it was my estimator and my office manager. They began to use to pre-qualify customers who were looking for countertop work. And what we discovered was that if we were able to briefly have a conversation with the customer to ask them a series of well-thought-out intentional and purposeful questions asked in a particular order, we were able to reduce the number of quotes that we did by about a third. And here's the interesting fact. Our sales increased by about 5%. Over the previous period where we had a sales manager and another quote-unquote crack salesman doing the work. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share that technique with you. I want to just let you know that you are not obligated. You, you you, are not at the mercy of, you're not held hostage by customers in your showroom, people on the phone, demanding that you provide them what they price you're obligated to do the best job possible for the bottom line of your business. And oftentimes that means determining before you spend all that time presenting, quoting, and following up only to find, you know what, we were never likely to get that job in the first place. And so there is a way to screen, to qualify, to vet Customers in your showroom and on the phone. And we've developed a series of questions. And I want to let you know, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fans of the Fab Lab podcast, if you visit AaronCrawley.com and click the Connect button, if you would like to see the actual document that our sales staff is (laughs) commonly used... Actually, I I ought to put the phone number out there so you can call pose as a customer, and I'd be really interested to see if our our sales staff actually automatically gravitates to our qualifying script. I I almost guarantee that they would. Uh, In fact, I'll just put that out there as a challenge. Don't overrun my sales department because I really want to close sales. I don't want to gum up the works with a bunch of unnecessary work. But I'm that confident that if you called and said, I'd like to get a price for a countertop, this qualifying script would automatically kick in. And you would be asked a series of very intentional, very purposeful questions. And if you visit AaronCrowley.com, click the connect button, send me a message asking for this qualifying script. Just know that I will Happily send it to you because my goal here on the Fab Lab Podcast is to provide value. It is to provide content that helps you run your stone business more effectively and more profitably. And so I'm not gonna ask, I'm not gonna rattle off every single solitary question on that script. I'm gonna ask the first and the last questions on that script. Number one. So tell well actually when we start the script we we get their information. Hey, can I get your name and phone number in case we're disconnected? Then we then we can actually follow up with them. But the first actual question in our qualifying script is this: Can you tell me a little bit about your project? Now, very oftentimes that question alone will get the answer that tells us everything we need to know the customer likes to talk about their project. They want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about what it is they intend to do. And you can oftentimes determine right out of the gate, you know, this customer may or may not be right up our alley. And that gives you that red flag that gives you, you know, the the cue to move on to the second question, the third question and the fourth question. So the first question, tell me a little bit about your project. Now, if you are a high-end customer, countertop fabricator, and someone calls and says, yeah, I've got an apartment complex I need a quote on, and I'm under the gun and I need great pricing. Right out of the gate, you have some inside information. You know what? Don't even bother sending me your drawings. We don't do apartment complexes. Leave that to the the high volume guys. On the same token, you might have a client who calls or comes into the showroom and says, oh gosh, my realtor says I have to put granite or quartz countertops in my home for it to sell and we're under the gun. We need it done quick and we need it done fast. Now, again, if you're a high-end fabricator that does high quality work for very discerning clientele, you might look at that and say, you know what? Quality craftsmanship service is probably not real high on this person's list because they're selling the home and they're having to put countertops in it. Price is probably going to be the only factor that drives their decision. You get to then determine whether or not you suggest another fabricator or some other alternative. The point here is that you begin to develop an understanding that you provide a very specific, very clear you know, product, service, for a segment of the marketplace. And these questions are intended to identify what segment of the market your prospect is coming from. Now, we have about four or five additional questions after we ask about the project, where oftentimes we got a pretty good, or at least an increasingly good idea on whether or not it is worth scheduling an appointment for us. But if we've got some reservations, if we've got some concern, yeah, we get the sense that maybe this is a super price-conscious buyer we've got an ace up our sleeve. And it's a very simple question. Well, can you tell me what you were hoping to pay for your countertop project? Now, this one probably better than any of the other questions on the list cuts right to the chase. Because some people, they're not actually shopping for countertops. They're shopping for a price. Now, what do I mean by that? A lot of buyers in the market for countertops, have never bought before. And there is so little concrete information available to the average consumer, they've got to do some homework just to find out whether or not it's even in their budget. And so what I like to tell my salespeople, we're not in the business of quoting countertops for people. We're in the business of selling them. And a fair number of clients are prospects rather, are actually making phone calls, sending emails, dropping into showrooms because they're trying to determine if they can even afford it or not. Well, guess what? I don't want to chew up a bunch of time informing one of those clients about the process, quoting their job, following up on it, only to find out they were dumbfounded and shocked by the price that it was three times their budget or three times what they thought they could afford to spend. And so that simple question is just one Indicator of, of how you can ask carefully crafted questions that will tell you in advance How likely you are to close one of those prospects and whether or not it is worth the justification of scheduling an appointment Conducting a presentation generating a quote and then following up on it. That leads me to another point One of the final goals of our qualifying script is to schedule an on-site appointment. One of the things that we've discovered is that if we can get into the client's home to measure their countertops and do a presentation, our our likelihood of closing that sale goes absolutely through the roof, and it's another indicator. People who are just simply looking for a price, well, can't you just tell me what it is? Can't you just give me a ballpark figure? Can't you just tell me your square foot price? Guess what? Now, for my clientele, that is telling me probably not a very good fit and if someone is unwilling to invest an hour of us being in their home measuring their counters to make sure that it's measured correctly and to give them all the information that they need to make an informed decision or if they're unwilling after we request an on-site if they're unwilling to schedule a showroom appointment if the customer is unwilling to make any investment at all in gathering information again it's a red flag it is an indication This customer is probably not that serious about buying. They might be serious about getting pricing. That's great. But they may not be that serious about actually buying countertops right now. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all I care about at the moment is scheduling appointments for prospects who are likely to buy from me, likely to see the value in what it is that we do as a differentiating factor between me and every other fabricator in town so that we can earn their business. And so, ladies and gentlemen, those are just a couple of points, a couple of indications as to how you can develop a script to screen your prospects before you go to all the effort, all the energy, all the time, all the expense of producing a quote, having a conversation, and then following up only to find out that, gosh, well, we had no idea it was going to be 10,000. We thought it was going to be 2,500. Well, a simple question on the front side could have prevented all of that unnecessary work and lost time and effort. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are the judge, you are the jury developing a qualifying script not only for yourself, but for your staff, actually creates a very, very effective, systematic beginning to your sales system. Now, the fact is you you gotta know what you do well. You gotta know what your clientele is. You gotta know who your primary target market is before you can craft and and screen people that you don't wanna work for or or who you know to be less likely to buy from you. But once you've done that, know that you are not obligated. You, You are not at the mercy of the client. Client that comes into our showroom and says, yeah, I want to have a, a, a remnant vanity. I'm not obligated to stop what I'm doing. Our sales staff is not required to drop everything and go take that custom route into the, the the remnant yard to show them remnants. We we have a very systematic approach to that question. We have a minimum price and we don't sell remnants to people who haven't bought countertops for their kitchen from us. And so we're able to, and very respectfully, now don't get me wrong, we're not being snobbish. We're not running people out of our showroom. We're not insulting people who have driven across town to show up at our showroom. But we owe it to them to be upfront and to not waste their time in the same way that we don't want them to waste our time. And so we have minimum labors and we have policies that we are trained and scripted to provide to the client when it is obvious that they are not a fit for our countertop company because, ladies and gentlemen, it's too competitive out there. We don't have time. We're not in the business of providing pricing for people. We're not in the business of telling people whether or not countertops are in their budget. We're in the business of selling, fabricating, and installing countertops. And when you are the judge and the jury because you've developed a systematic, intentional qualifying script, you can screen out some to maybe a significant percentage of people who would have never bought from you in the end anyway. And so, like I said earlier, ladies and gentlemen, fans, followers, friends of the Fab Lab podcast, if you visit AaronCrawley.com, click the connect button. If this is something you'd like to implement in your business, in your sales office as the beginning of your sales system, just reach out to me, connect, send me a message, and I will be happy to send you a Word document, the actual real life document that has in process in our sales office today. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I consider this such a privilege to be with you. It is an honor that you tuned in today. I hope you've enjoyed the content here on the Fab Lab podcast. Make sure you visit our sponsor, FabricatorsFriend.com. You ought to also check out their Instagram page, FabricatorsFriend.com forward slash Instagram. Fantastic pictures and images of the realities of running a stone shop and it's beautiful photography. I think you're going to be impressed. Make sure you check out FabricatorsFriend.com. Make sure you check out AaronCrowley.com. we love to connect with you. If this topic or any other topic is of interest to you, I'd love the opportunity to chat with you. So ladies and gentlemen, until next time, happy fabricating.